0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Live Free Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike Maxwell. Today's guest is Mr. Ben Ein from London, England. He sat down with us via Skype from the White Walls Gallery in San Francisco, where he is preparing for a solo show on March 12th. I first became familiar with Ben's work in 2007 when I made a trip to London for this mural project with Nine Inch Nails, and I got to see some of his roller shutter letter pieces around shoreditch where we had put the mural up or where we were working on this mural and where it eventually went up turns out that that neighborhood is Ben's longtime long-time neighborhood and i asked him about the the this particular mural that we went out there for because it uh it actually got stolen a week after it had been up and he let out a little smirk and laugh it seems like he may have known what had happened but but who knows so, he was kind enough to sit down with me and, and chat via Skype, like I said, for for a while in between uh, painting the city of San Francisco and working on his show. We talked South London, graffiti, Banksy, breakdancing, pictures on walls, screen printing, American gig posters, Kelsey Brooks, white walls, the Poe, roller shutters, that nine inch nails mural that I had just brought up, uh, San Francisco art culture. California, Foreign Letter Forms, Care Bears, Acid Etch, and Streets vs. the Gallery. As always, make sure you go check out com and click on the blog. You can go over there and get all the, the information on Ben and uh, the stuff that we talk about. Also, you can donate to the show if you if you are so inclined. If you're enjoying the material that's being put out there and, and wish to give back, you can Donate to the show via PayPal. All the monies that that go to the show go back into the show um, for equipment and bandwidth and uh, and so on. So make sure you go and do that. Any monies donated is, is appreciated. Um, and of course, if you donate, I'll be sure to send you out some live free swag. Um, I just got some new zines printed up and some notepads, and we got some T-shirts and and of course we have products from our sponsor make sure you go check them out dsdshop.com dsd clothing of course the podcast is always available for free for download make sure you go over to the itunes store and search live free podcast with mike maxwell the podcast will come up Uh, there's a subscribe button on the left make sure you click that and it'll subscribe you to the podcast which will automatically load all the podcasts into your itunes automatically so you don't have to to worry about searching each one out make sure you go do that because what that does is allows me to move up in the charts in the visual arts category in the podcast section. The more subscribers we get, the higher the rankings are on the iTunes store, and then we can get uh, featured and all that goodness. So make sure you go do that. You can rate and review the show over there as well. And so with all that said, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Mr. Ben, i
1: down here right
0: now okay cool who's there uh
1: this is toba i
0: are
1: so gonna do a video
0: um hi. it's jane hi jane <laughs> yeah the video is not being recorded it's just the audio being recorded but that way we could i could see and have a have a conversation
1: okay i'll go and get ben for
0: you okay great thanks nice to uh virtually meet you <laughs>
1: Nice to speak to you after all this time. Yeah, right. I get
0: All right, thank you.
1: This is Mike Maxwell. Oh. Hi, Mike Maxwell. Hi. Um, so his cards are ordered. They'll be here on Saturday. Cool. And um, if you that girl, what girl that is? Oh, that <laughs> girl. Oh gosh. That'll get her out of here. She stresses me out, man.
0: <laughs> Do you work at the gallery?
1: yes Hmm. I do I don't know if we I don't think we've met Uh, although I think you came in for was it Joshua Pecker's show or something?
0: no uh, I haven't well I was in San Francisco I think when that show was up but I didn't make it over there in time oh okay I peeked through the window
1: oh you didn't even come in? were we open?
0: no you were closed well I had I had such a uh an issue at the airport because I I walked out and a bunch of the people that were on my flight were on the departure level. I didn't realize there was two levels at the San Francisco airport to get picked up at. And I waited for like an hour.
1: So where are you based, Mike?
0: I'm in San Diego.
1: San Diego.
0: Yeah. So I'm I'm about eight hours south of you guys.
1: You're in the same time zone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, well Ben's just coming down now. Okay, great. So
0: what are you doing this interview for? I do a, a podcast. It's on iTunes. we been doing it about five months now. It's all artists and creative types. Mostly artists because I'm in that world, you know? Yeah, yeah. And But a lot of musicians and writers and stuff, too. Nice. So you live in San
1: Diego? Yeah. Where in San Diego do you live?
0: Um, I live in the East County in El Cajon.
1: Oh, okay. Well, is it well, where you are?
0: Uh, today is beautiful, yeah.
1: Oh, it's horrible here. Nothing but bad weather since we arrived.
0: Really? That's a bummer. <laughs> it's
1: been very cold. And we've all got colds. Oh, no. Yeah. It's going to be here in a second. That's why I've got a husky voice today. You know? <laughs> is it? Yeah, I like it. you. <laughs> it's very soft. It is. It's the water here, I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is actually. It doesn't mm. really fit. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Girl talk. Girl talk.
0: <laughs> Girl talk. Mike, this is this is Ben. Hey Ben, how are you? Yeah, cool man. Like How's I said good? to them, nice to uh, virtually meet you. It's kind of weird to meet on the internet, but
1: never. I've only ever done this to Russian ladies before.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not that cute. <laughs> The headphones make it make it to where that, that audio doesn't drop out. Did you see like it all of a sudden yeah. it cut my, my audio out? Yeah, and this is a lot lot better to talk to you with. Yeah. Thanks for, Ben for uh for taking the time to do the show. I uh, I know you got a, a pretty hectic schedule about
1: you. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Did you grow up in London? I grew up in South London with my parents and then as soon as I was old enough, so kind of sixteen ish, I moved to East London which was like the shittiest, dirtiest, cheapest, artiest area in London. And I just kind of gravitated towards that area.
0: Was your, was your environment um, a catalyst for, for moving into the arts? Um, I know, like, for instance, in some of the poor neighborhoods around where I grew up, it's either you go and do a bunch of drugs and get fucked up Or you figure out a way to uh, get creative and use your time in a in a in a better way, even though sometimes there's negative aspects to that too, but
1: it was it was a lot to do with graffiti. I spent kind of the first kind of 15-20 years doing graffiti, massively passionate about tagging, bombing, roller rooftops, just getting my name up and East London was a poor area that didn't clean stuff, so you could paint stuff and it would stay there for years. And graffiti writers like to see their names, so that was the main reason. And I, I, I did graffiti for years and years and years, and it got to a point about kind of eight years ago where I'd been arrested so many times that the next time I got caught, they had to send me to prison. And I kind of didn't want to go to prison for graffiti, but I passionately didn't want to stop painting stuff. And I passionately didn't want to stop painting stuff about permission. And it was around the time that street art was beginning to happen. Banks had been up in London for a while, so he had stuff around. I think Shepherd had been over once, so he had posters. Failing Bast had been over. So there was this movement going on that wasn't graffiti, but it was art on the street. And I'd kind of got bored, sick of graffiti and graffiti writers and what started off as the most exciting art form in the world just turned, over a period of, kind of 15 years, turned into this really sterile, boring, negative, with thousands of self-imposed rules that you weren't allowed to break if you were a true graffiti writer. Street art began to happen, I had to stop doing graffiti and it was like, this is cool. You can do posters, you can do stickers, you can do stencils, you could do anything you want. This is exciting. So just good timing. I got into street art and sacked graffiti.
0: And at that time too, right, it was it was confusing to the law because they obviously graffiti was, a, was known enough to where they were really – and I don't know about your neighborhood, but around here they were really trying to crack down. And yeah, I, yeah. I worked for Shepard. I was his assistant for two years when he was here in San Diego and cops had no idea what posters or stickers like it wasn't even vandalism yet
1: yeah no you know i was i was going out stenciling stuff and the cops would stop me and i'd be like oh i've got a band i'm doing this promotion or i'm at university this is an art project and they're like this isn't tagging you know but especially when i first started painting the shutters the roller shutters if people saw spray paint they thought graffiti and they'd found the cops so I'd paint the majority of it with a paintbrush and a coloured emulsion and then just use the spray paint to outline and put the horizontal lines on. Because people would still see spray paint, go graffiti cops and make a phone call. That's changed a lot now, but that, that was the attitude kind of eight years ago of people, even in like East London.
0: Yeah. Um, do you remember what what got you into graffiti to begin couldn't, with?
1: Yeah, I couldn't break dance. I wanted to be part of the gang and I couldn't break dance (laughs) that's true Um,
0: you also started out doing some screen printing right
1: yeah I was kind of I left I worked for about 12 years and I had like a secret graffiti life and I did that from like 16 to 20 odd and just hated it and I wanted to get out of it and uh, so I left work and didn't really do anything, just kind of tried to make art and bummed around and hustled and and then hooked up with a bunch of artists and we were all doing street art and there were people out there that wanted to buy our stuff but we didn't really have anything to sell and we're not very good at selling our stuff. We're good at making stuff and we enjoyed painting but you know, selling stuff is not our game. So we set up a company called Picture on Walls and this was kind of based on the American geek poster, Frank Kozak, you know, Coop, kind of, you know, what you guys were really good at doing, or still really good at doing. I mean, I wanted to try to introduce that in London, but based around street artists. And we got this space, and it was large enough to do screen printing. And I was like, I'm not doing anything. I'll be the screen printer. And kind of had a two-hour lesson, and yeah, wound up doing it for five years. Printed all, all manner of mad, crazy
0: stuff. I sort of got
1: uh,
0: an opportunity to do that as well, working for Shep. I, I lived at Shep's house, and we had, the screen print setup was in the garage. So I would yeah. work all day, then go home and hang out with the printer in the shop at night. Getting to yeah. I'm just going to pause while that phone rings for a second.
1: Cool. Yeah, someone's picked it up. It's cool. Okay.
0: So I, I sort of got an opportunity to see how that process worked.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not too dissimilar to kind of multi-layered stencils, which was something that I was doing. So I, I picked it up pretty easily. And also we tried to collaborate lots with artists and have the artists in the studio whilst we were doing their prints so they could hand touch stuff. And And also because I wasn't trained as a screen printer, I wouldn't say, oh, you can't print that. I'd say, yeah, cool, let's try to print it. And we kind of used that to our advantage. We we did stuff with kind of acid that would slowly degenerate the paper and yeah, ink that just destroyed the screens immediately. <laughs> and just, yeah, we just broke stuff.
0: <laughs> did you get to do the prints that Kelsey Brooks worked on? Do you know Kelsey?
1: Yeah, yeah, I know Kelsey. I did some I did some prints for Kelsey. I pitched some walls mm-hmm. and yeah, basically every artist up until kind of three years ago, I did the printing.
0: Kelsey's done the show. He's a, he's a friend of mine from here in San Diego.
1: I got lots of love for Kelsey.
0: You're in San Francisco right now working uh, on a show for White Walls that's happening on the 12th, which is next Saturday. Which ah, is, It'll be this Saturday yeah. when the show comes out. <laughs> yeah, next Saturday.
1: <laughs> yeah, first time in San Francisco. I've been out in the States a few times. I've been in New York a shitload and LA a lot, LA, no, LA twice and Colorado and always wanted to come to San Francisco and been invited out here a few times, but for one reason or another, never made it. And luckily Justin sent me an email and I said, yeah, and here I am. So it's cool. It's a really cool city. I like it.
0: Yeah. It's uh, I consider it to be one of my sister cities. Like it.
1: It's fun and it's dirty and you can do stuff and people are friendly and it's good, I like it.
0: Have you had any uh, interesting interesting experiences with the locals?
1: Yeah, Yeah, quite a few. Undercover cops. Really? Yeah, pulled up, jumped out, all angry when we were painting this thing the other night. But we calmed them down and they were okay.
0: What are the perceptions like amongst uh, the American police and the, the UK police? Do you feel like, is there any uh, strange discrepancies that, that maybe people wouldn't uh, wouldn't think?
1: I think English police are a little bit more trusting in what I tell them. Maybe because they know, they're, from, they're more familiar with my artwork around the city. They come up, they say, have you got permission? And I say, yeah. And they go, have a good day, enjoy yourself and drive off. Whereas over here, they 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 want to make a phone call to the owner to make sure we got permission. Right. When in England, you can phone up your own, you can phone up the owner on your phone and then hand your phone to the cop. So you could phone up your mate, and the cop could talk to your friend. But over here, the cop's does it on his phone. So,
0: which that was sort of something I wanted to talk to you about was. Um, you're pretty well known in, I guess you're pretty well known all over, but particularly in your city to where you have that opportunity to uh, have permission to do certain walls. And I was wondering if it feels strange from, you know, your early days as a teen into your young twenties, like feeling like you have to run from people. And nowadays, like I I got to watch uh, the clip from one of your recent documentaries and you have a, a number of people coming up and, talking to you while you're working on a mural during the day, which, which is, I've experienced as well. Like I, this summer I painted this huge mural while I was working on it. I saw a police officer pull up and start walking towards me. And I was like, ah, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, you know, just, just pre- prepared for yeah. the normal routine. And he was like, Hey, I want to talk to you. So I was up on a lift, you know, I, I lowered the lift just low enough to where he can't reach me. Yeah. And, I get prepared to start defending myself, you know, like, oh, I have permission. And he was like, hey, hey, hey I want you to, I want to show you something and uh, ends up pulling out his iPhone and he pulls up a, a painting that he did, you know, a picture on his thing, <laughs> you know, a painting that he did on his daughter's yeah. wall in her bedroom. He's like, look at this thing and was all excited about what was going on. And it was oh, such really? a it was such a weird disconnection from that normal yeah. uh, routine that you're used to having from those younger days. You find yeah. it, do you enjoy that, or does it does it feel strange?
1: It's nice that these people that were the enemy for such a long time, are now kind of chilled and into what I'm doing, and like I was doing a photo shoot a little while ago, and these two cops turned up and they jumped out of the car, and we were like, oh man, they're gonna ask us to move the car, or they're gonna give us a parking ticket, and they asked for my autograph, and then I wound up selling one of these cups of painting. Wow! And it's yeah, it's everything's changed, but I still paint stuff in London without permission. As a street artist, it's important to have stuff on the street because that's what it's about. And I passionately believe a percentage of that should be without permission. Yeah, because, because that's the excitement of street art. And yeah, even now I paint stuff in London without permission, as much as I can.
0: Yeah, cuz there's definitely a difference. It's I was talking recently about like the difference between uh I was I was in a ping pong tournament and you know, it was I was talking about the difference between being in a bar and just playing ping pong with your buddy and then being yeah. in like the heat of competition to where there's something to win and something or something to gain yeah. and something to lose. <laughs> that it's like that same thing like if you have permission to paint a wall, there isn't that uh that it's risk just factor.
1: It gets boring after a few hours. Whereas if you haven't got permission to paint, the longer you're there, the more exciting it gets. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> right. you're thinking, "Fuck! I've got to get out of here! I've got to get out of here!" <laughs> yeah.
0: um, you talk a lot about uh, like the combination of letters, and for for people who aren't familiar, uh, you've been doing roll down gates where you uh, you do almost the full alphabet around a, an entire city.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it started off well. Basically, it's just like it, it's it's like one big letter per roller shutter. And if I'm fortunate enough to have the time and the shutters, then I try to do an A to Z around the city. And uh, yeah, for, for weird one weird reason or another, it's kind of what I enjoy doing.
0: And I actually, before I was familiar with your work uh, on a this type of familiar level, like knowing who you were. I, uh, I actually got to see a bunch of them in London, uh, a trip that I made out there, that, which is actually a story I wanted, to, I wanted to talk to you about. I did this project with a group of American artists um, for the Nine Inch Nails um, album that came out uh, uh-huh. in 2007. And it was this big like um, art project that they did. And we went out there and painted this mural in Shoreditch um, yeah. in a studio. On mm-hmm. wood, like we built a wall in this studio, the wood got moved out to a billboard. Um, yeah. Under a bridge, I want to say near Kings Kings. Yeah, Cross Kingston Road. Kingston. Road,
1: Kingston Road and Shoreditch High Street, old end of Old yeah. Street, underneath the old railway tracks. Well, there yeah, was the have, have um, yeah, I know. You know about that mural? Yeah, yeah.
0: But, yeah, it disappeared uh, after yeah, about yeah, a week yeah, of being up.
1: people stole it. People steal it. You uh, you happen to have any
0: inside information on that? <laughs> oh, it could be ed- it could be edited out because we've we've really wanted to know. Which I don't care that it's gone. It's it makes it even better actually.
1: Yeah, that's that's where I lived for like twelve years. Kind of there. That was like my yeah on the Kingston Road. That was the, I planted my first ever two shutters on the Kingston Road.
0: Yeah, and that's I think all around that neighborhood. You know, I was we were staying somewhere in London and made that sort of square loop around that area every day. Yeah. And so we actually got to see a lot of stuff before sort of the big media hype that mm. has been taking place the last I say that media hype sounds kind of negative, and not like it's undeserving, but you know, the sort of exposure that's happened over the last five years.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, it's been good and it's, you know, there's more opportunities for us, but it's also taken away some of the fun element. You know, I don't think, all the people that I know well that paint and stick things up, they do it because that's what they love doing. And money, fame, is not what they're chasing. They just like doing the stuff that they do. Which is what
0: is really important that I talk about on this show all the time and is what is common among all like real creative types. And I say it all the time. It's like, I'm wealthy beyond my, my imagination because I'm doing these things every day and getting to do what I want to do. Even yeah. though I'm financially poor as shit, uh, <laughs> I'm still like anything, anything that happens with the work after I'm done with it is a profit because I'm being paid mm. just by doing the work.
1: Yeah, you know, I love painting in the street. I passionately love doing it, and I'd I'd do it all day every day. But every now and then, I have to stop and come and do something like this, so I can give my wife and kids some money.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure true. We, and we all have to. We have to, you know, we got to pay our bills. And yeah. Shit. Before, when we started talking about the shutters, I wanted to sort of bring up um, what I something that I found interesting, and and maybe um, you can elaborate on it. You you obviously started out in the graffiti world, writing your name over and over and over again, which is the part of the process. And you've sort of uh, simplified over time into just doing singular letters. And I know you talked a lot about the use of certain font types and, and letter styles to where certain letters have to look a certain way when they're juxtaposed next to other letters in ways yeah. that... You know, a letter form has to change to fit the shape of a certain of a certain thing. And I think that from uh, just an outsider's perspective looking in, it almost looks like you you've taken a minimalist route to graffiti by by taking and doing what the name was important. Then when once you develop your name and your your style, then like the style becomes really important and you really develop something. And yeah, by taking I, it and just make taking it to one letter, you're really just focusing on letter form in and of itself.
1: My 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 interest in graffiti was the letter form, making my letters, my name, look cool, fresh, and better than anybody else. And then towards the end of my train painting kind of career. I didn't write iron, I just wrote random names, girls' names, words, anything, just to experiment with different letters and letter forms and the shape of those letters. I was never interested in characters and backgrounds and any of that. It was just the word and the letter. So when I stopped doing graffiti and gonna move into the street art game, I was like, I don't wanna stencil little rats, I don't want to do propaganda posters. You've got Baston Fowl doing ripped up collages. Everyone seemed to have this little thing that they were doing. And I was like, I've got to do something different. I want to do something big, bold. I want to, I wanna do the the kind of the street art version of kind of dubs. Do you like do you got in, in England you've got like silver black outline on the side of railway tracks and they're dubs? And I wanted to do that. Something quick, effective on the street, but I didn't sign but would be recognisable as the same person that did the two around the corner. And I just started mucking around, and this kind of, this font that fitted and worked well on roller shutters, kind of, I just found this font, turned it into something that I could paint, and started rolling with that. And it's weird, I've never signed one of my street pieces, ever. Never put my name to it. By putting my name to it, I felt it, it would turn it into a piece of graffiti. And if it was graffiti, people would ignore it. So I never signed one of them. And I painted this thing up the road a few days ago, a big happiness out of smiley faces. Huge, great, big thing, right opposite this little kid's school. And we ran out of black paint, so we didn't have enough paint for the background. So there were, like, three rows of smiley faces that I had to go back and finish. So we went back in the daytime to finish it. And these, like, eight-year-old kids came out, and they're like, Ayn, Ayn, can we have your autograph? And it's like, how do they know who I am? You know, there's, there's not a photograph of this painting up on the internet. I haven't signed it. It's only been here two days. Yeah. So anyway, went into the school, met the kids, signed a load of autographs, and if I have time, I'm going to go and do an art class with them.
0: That's fantastic. And, you know, <laughs> it's – you, you – you're in a city where where the, the, the art culture is really um, looked up to. It's um, yeah. It has it has value to the people of the community, which is something you don't find everywhere.
1: No, it's it's cool because people over here they appreciate art and street art, and you know it's got a lot to do with you know Procedure Eyes or whatever she's called and the murals that those women have been painting for the last, I don't know, 30-odd years, and that whole Latino thing, and then kind of like the graffiti, and then the street art stuff. And people aren't shocked and offended and put off. You know, they appreciate it. They'd rather see that than big billboards. Right. And you, you notice that in this city. It's cool.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a very different place than than the rest of even California because I mean California has this uh, perception of real, of a real liberal society, but the truth is that it's it's a lot more conservative and sort of snooty right wing rich white people than, <laughs> than it is really perceived as. Except for San Francisco, there's something, there's, I think it's either in the water or in the food, or there might be some sort of electromagnetic thing going on in the bay there. it's
1: the hippies and the guys.
0: <laughs> just just holding it together for everybody. Yeah. Have you, uh, have you had any interest in, in working with uh, foreign letter forms?
1: Kind of, kind of experimented with Arabic stuff and yeah, and also Kind of Japanese, Chinese, and yeah, it's it's something that I will definitely explore and play around with more. But I haven't done anything kind of publicly or on canvas. It's all been kind of mucking around in my studio and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 something that I'll something that will happen definitely.
0: Yeah, I think it would be interesting to see, uh, like you said, doing these these. Different letters and and things around a city and having them be noticeable to people that it's the same the same hand yeah. at work. If you did that in the a foreign land, even
1: right? yeah, yeah, no, totally Chinese Chinese alphabet. You know, in my style on the roller shutters, you it know, the, it would still be yeah. That's that like dude from London doing it.
0: Do you have uh, some sort of fascination with the Care Bears?
1: No, I wanted. When I had my web, when I had my website built, most other street artists seem to have kind of spray paint and drips, and I'm bad and blah, blah blah blah, and it's like you're not, man. You're just a graphic designer that sticks up stickers. So I just I wanted to I wanted to make a website where I really did not take myself very seriously, and. Around the same time, I was looking through a bunch of old clothes, and I found an old Vivian Westwood t-shirt of mine that had a Care Bear on it. And I was like, yeah, Care Bears are so stupid. That's (laughs) why I'm my website. So, yeah. Yeah, Just just to not take myself seriously. You know, we paint stuff. It's not serious. It's silly.
0: Do you feel like uh, that sense of humor and that sort of silliness rides over into the street work? Like... Without, with the stuff we you're doing that it's like uh, like you were saying with the smiley faces or, or like things where it's like positive messages for people where typically, you know, you were saying graffiti was really having like that negative attitude, which there's yeah. like that machismo within that community, mm. which is like part of survival or something. And by doing something that's like you're putting like a sweet message out there, like have a great day or something, you know, uh, yeah. there's something... It's,
1: it's, it's- It's weird because, especially when I started painting the shutters in London, after I painted the first kind of, I don't know, 12 or 15, and I had photographs of what they looked like, I then started to approach shop owners and saying, hey, this is what I'm doing, can I paint your shutter? Not gonna charge you anything. You know, I'll paint it and if you don't like it, I'll come back and paint it gray afterwards. And the shop owners that had tags all over their grills were like, yeah, And half the tags on these shutters were mine. It was like so, yeah. It was funny that I kind of fucked it up and then made it better.
0: Yeah, (laughs) you know, I was uh, I was just down in Ocean Beach down here in San Diego, and we parked and we're walking down the the boardwalk, and we walked by a shop, and there was a kid out front cleaning the uh, etch. Tag that was in the window of the store. And he totally looked like the kid that probably did the tag, the etch tag. And I was thinking, I was like, that's uh, a perfect business. If you you know, you're out there doing what you want to do, and then you can sort of clean up the mess get, you made and make a little dough to keep
1: doing it. Yeah, that etch is just the sickest, oh my lord, nastiest, evilest graffiti evolving. When you make when you, when you clean graffiti off and you make it harder for graffiti writers to do it, they will come back with something nastier and quicker and harder to clean. They should have left us alone <laughs> at the very beginning.
0: <laughs> Obviously, like you said before, you've you got to do um, some of the gallery work and, and sell some works to be able to survive and keep doing the, the things that you want to do. What kind of delineations are there between why the things you do in the street and the, the work that you make? I know a lot of times there's like that attitude like like one is bad and the other is like this really pure thing. But I mean from a creative standpoint it's like for me it's like it's still creation regardless of where it yeah. Where it ends
1: yeah, up. totally, totally. You know, they are two different things. And they present two completely different sets of challenges. And they are both thoroughly enjoyable. You know, I think I would always, well, well, whilst I'm young enough and I still can, I would rather be out in the street painting. But I thoroughly enjoy my time in the studio. You know, experimenting with different mediums to paint on, you know, glass, perspex, concrete, you know, glitter, whatever. It's... It gives you the opportunity to do stuff that you never do in the street. So it's yeah, it's great. I, I I I love doing both. I prefer I prefer the street stuff, but yeah, people that say you know gallery stuff is crap, gallery stuff is selling out. It's not the same. It's you can present your work in a different way where it still looks sick in a gallery environment.
0: Um, you know, it's
1: not. It's not an identical representation of what I paint in the street. It's my studio work. And I'm, I'm lucky that this is how I can make my money.
0: And I know there's a especially in the graffiti world, there's like that negativity around if, like doing the things that you do outside and then bringing those into a gallery.
1: And it's just, yeah, it's a joke. It's like, what, you expect me to go to work so I can afford to live and paint, rather than paint stuff I enjoy and then sell it. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, yeah.
0: Meanwhile, nobody knows what the cost of, of a single can of spray paint costs to somebody.
1: So it's like, <laughs> costs exactly. It. You know what I mean? It's like, I never get paid for any of the shutters that I've ever done. The walls that I paint, even with permission, I very rarely cover my costs. You know, and I apart. It's San Francisco now. It's the first time that anyone's ever given me spray paint for nothing. <laughs> so, and I paint a lot, and this shit's expensive. Yeah, for sure. So I've got yeah, I got all our money, so I can carry on doing what I want to do and the rest of the stuff. So, and I'd much rather earn money by selling my paintings than have to go and get a job.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, did was handwriting in school a uh, a big thing?
1: No. Uh, not at all. Uh not handwriting and I I didn't I didn't study art since the age of thirteen. My parents passionately believed that art was a wasted a wasted subject. So yeah, <laughs> since the age of thirteen I haven't studied art. <laughs> do
0: they, do they still feel that way?
1: My mum's kind of cool about the whole thing. My dad still can't work out how I make money.
0: <laughs> yeah well it's, <laughs> it's confusing to a lot of people who are are used to like the nine to five you know going to the office or you know punching the time yeah, card every day
1: yeah my dad's a taxi driver so he drives around london and he sees my paintings and he says oh i just saw your big thing it's like how much did you get paid for that and i'm like nothing it's like what <laughs> i'm like yeah it cost me like 1500 pounds to paint it and i'm like he's like so what oh. <laughs> They can't get
0: around it. A lot of people, and I find that to be really frustrating because, you know, this this past summer when I did that big mural where the, the police officer came up, I, I set a, a chunk of three months to where, you know, I was really feeling like I'm just a gallery artist and I'm trying to survive making these, like, product <coughs> paintings. And I set out mm. this, this block of time to where it's like, I'm going to try to do as much outdoor public mural work that's free. Doesn't have anything to do with with making a dollar of capitalism. That's like giving back to a community that has supported me for so long, and it yeah. was so frustrating. How many people that that's the first question? Oh, how much did you get paid for that? Well, I didn't get paid yeah. for that. I went and did that because it's fun, and I I, I was giving something yeah. back.
1: Oh, well, what's your, what, what are you advertising? <laughs> yeah. I get that a lot. Yeah. What are you advertising? I'm like me, nothing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's it's weird that we're so attracted to the dollar that everything has to completely rotate yeah, around it. Uh,
1: yeah, there's got to be a bottom line. There's got to be a bottom line. It's like no, I just like doing this. <laughs> no, it's true. After this show, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to spend kind of at least until September just out painting stuff because we've got the Olympics in London in 2012. Oh, nice. And they're gonna clean everything off the streets in London, so. Next, yeah, 2012, I'm going to try to avoid London as much as I can. I'm going to go to a country that hasn't got the Olympics and
0: paint out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, um, let's, um, let's get some of your information out there. We, uh, we talked about the, the White Walls show. So it'll be this, yep. this Saturday, White Walls Gallery in San Francisco. Uh,
1: Saturday, the, yeah, Saturday the 12th.
0: And I'll get that st- I'll put all the stuff up on my blog so that people can, um, can find all your information. And uh, what is your web address?
1: My web address is www.mci e i n e s i g n s dot co dot and do you have any um obviously
0: you got this gallery show do you have any future gallery shows that that you have lined up in the future
1: No, nope, I've said no to everything
0: fantastic going to get your work out there on the streets and uh, yeah do that. I just
1: want to paint stuff as long as I can afford to paint stuff. And then when the money starts running out, I'll say yes to an email. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, uh, thank you very much for doing the show. I-, I appreciate you taking some time.
1: Cool, man. No problem. Let's do uh,
0: internet dab since we're on the Skype. Yeah. Thank you Please. very much. Cool. All right, brother. Have a great trip and a great show. Yeah. All right. It on the internet. Okay. Later. <laughs>
1: With a laugh like that, or a look like that, you make us all feel.